Today's episode of Multiple Perspectives is sponsored by Audible.com, the world's largest collection of audiobooks, ranging from fiction to romance to self-help and much, much more. To download a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash mp. The opinions expressed on this program may be considered offensive, crude, or politically incorrect. They are merely those of the speakers and not of the affiliates and or sponsors. Welcome to the sixth episode of Multiple Perspectives, the podcast where we look at controversial issues from many points of view. Coming up on today's episode, college sugar babies, ISIS's fear of women, and gender equality and the alleged lack thereof. I'm your host, Kay, and joining me is your co-host, Sugar Baby <laughs> Joe. <laughs> sugar Baby. Yeah, Sugar Baby. You mean the Sugar, sugar Daddy? No, uh, I'm never right. I'm poor. Well, I don't know. How rich do you have to be to be a sugar daddy, you know? I don't know. I'm the... Uh, the sugar child? I'm just the sugar. The sugar brother? <laughs> sugar brother? Sugar. Sugar. A lot of sugar being passed around. But a sugar baby is, is ridiculous, man. I don't... We'll, see, we'll talk about that later, but it is a ridiculous story. Uh, what's been happening in the news lately? A lot of Obama talking about that coffee salute thing. Oh yeah, the coffee salute. Is it is it worth talking about? Yeah, that's just <laughs> <laughs> some people make it a big yeah, deal. Yeah, just who cares? Who cares? Well, I read that uh, when when these Marines or, or whatever salute Obama, he doesn't even have to salute back. Really? Uh, yeah, he does not. He does not. He can, but if he does, I think he should salute them without a coffee cup. Well, uh, Bush had the same thing happen to him, but he was holding a dog. He saluted with a dog. Yeah, in his he saluted right hand. with no. Well, he was holding a dog. Well, I'm not even sure. Yeah, but this difference is he used uh, his right who, hand. Right? Who cares? <laughs> Some who cares? people care. <laughs> Probably military people. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He should have put the coffee on his left hand. I don't or salute. Well, can you salute with your left hand? Is that not right? I think only if you don't have a right arm. Is that really the rule? But I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. we're not we're not we're militants not here. Well, in retrospect, I have this article from five thirty eight. Economics, which reads the American middle class hasn't gotten a raise in 15 years. First of all, you read through that title and does it seem off to you? Doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, hasn't. it's kind of misleading, honestly. Well, it reads that in 1988, the typical adult was 40 years old, white, married, and with a high school diploma. If he was a man, he was probably working full time, and if it was a woman, she probably didn't. Now, 25 years later, Americans are older, more diverse, and more educated. We're less likely to be married, more likely to live alone. Work is divided evenly between the sexes, kind of. But uh, the income of the median U.S. household is just under $52,000. Now, back in 2013, they released uh, the income and poverty data, and it showed that the economic recovery has yet to translate into higher incomes for the typical American family. Now, what was the, what was the most recent stock market crash? That was 80-something, right? 80 or the recession one, the 2007 one. No, that, that, well, that was the second big stock market crash, I think. Was that even considered a crash? Yeah, it was a recession. Uh, okay, well, it was, I think, yeah, somewhere in the 80s. Well, I think. Uh, it was another recession. The too. Reagan administration was a big economic uh, peak, right? Yeah, but there was a crash somewhere. I, I think right after. Right, right after, yeah. yeah. Right after he, he wasn't president anymore, the economy crashed. The article saying that since then, our, our wages are basically still the same if you, if you, you even out the dollar value. I don't know. How much was a dollar worth back then compared to now? 
don't know. Was probably. It, if you put it, a dollar in a vending machine, you probably get five stuff. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm I don't not know. Sure. At sure. what time was a bottle of Coke a nickel? Is that the 20s or something? I don't know. The 30s? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's scary looking at inflation like that. Yeah. You know? Back then, you could buy a cheeseburger with a dime. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> I'm damn. <laughs> fact check, though. Fact I remember check. you could buy uh, some 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 uh, sour candy from the ice cream truck for like 10 cents back then. I think you could still do that, but they give you just one. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, you're comparing the economy with an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, here's what the article says. It says that during the past 15 years, it's been hard for the middle class. Apparently, the middle class is disappearing, but the median income doesn't really measure that exactly. It measures the amount of money earned by the household at the midpoint of the U.S. income distribution. So half the households make more and half make less. So it's often referred to as the typical household. That's true, but only if we're talking at that specific time. So to understand it, they they use a simple model. Say there's five people, the poorest person makes 30,000 and the richest person makes 70,000. The median income would be 50,000. And uh, the year after that, everyone gets a $10,000 raise except the richest person who retires and starts drawing in a $40,000 a year pension. Most of the people see their income go up, but the median still remains unchanged. Did you understand a word of that? No. (laughs) Me neither. Me neither. But I see the point that they're trying to make is even though everyone gets a raise, the median still stays the same. Mm-hmm. So, is it really that the middle class isn't getting a raise, or is it that everyone else is coming up? So it's almost like they're not getting a raise. It's still, like, it's still going to be like the middle class is the always going to be the middle class, right? No matter how much everyone's getting paid, the middle class is always the middle class. Because by definition, they're yeah, by definition, they're the middle. I don't know. How does this? How, how is the middle class disappearing? That a lot of people say that. A lot of economists say that. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know the full definition of middle class. It's just the median income. If yeah, you, but if what's you the range, out. though? Like, what's the yeah, range? Yeah, that's, that's the question. That, <laughs> like that's, how far do you go out? That's why you can't really compare it. You know, if the bottom is making $100, the top is making $900, the middle is going to be 500 or whatever. But what, at what mm-hmm. range do you compare that to make it valid? You would have to survey every single person living in the U.S. Yeah, like in, in our city, uh, we have houses in the hills and houses down here, right? Yeah, so that's, that's uh, the median income would be the people living in single houses down here, not in the hills. I guess so. Yeah, but would they be considered uh, middle class up in the hills? If you compare it with the rest of America, I think they're upper middle class. Yeah. I don't know. Where's that know. range, though? This is this is why people go to school for economics, man. I don't. Know. <laughs> we had economics in high school, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we had a bad teacher. <laughs> <laughs> now, another problem with focusing on median income is that it only tells us about the households in the middle. It doesn't reveal anything about the distribution, which is what we're talking about here. At what range do you need to have to actually make it extremely accurate? The only thing you can do is survey every single person living in America, which is impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. Are, the, are they comparing um, income with, with teenagers too? That's not factored in. I don't think so. No, I don't even know like how many people they consider in a household to, to be like a middle class. How many kids do you have? See, yeah, exactly. That too. If you're single and you're making $50,000 a year, it's completely different than having a family of four people making $50,000 a year. Yeah. It's a lot to think about. This could be a whole episode. But to cover up the fact that if you don't have any money, what you can do is become a college sugar baby. <laughs> this one comes from CNN written by Stephanie Goldberg. It's a story about 
Serena Cervantes, who has been struggling to earn her bachelor's degree for seven years. Now, it says that the two courses at California State University is demanding $2,300. And what she's doing is going online, going on a website called SeekingArrangement.com. And that website connects wealthy men with women looking for financial support. And it reports that female college students made up 44% of the site's total users in 2012. What are your questions as soon as you hear this? Whoa. Not a question, man. That's not a question. No, like, that's, that's a <laughs> lot of students, but uh, female students, man. So who, who's the rest, though? <laughs> uh, wealthy men. No, so the... Wait. Yeah, the, the 56% is wealthy men. No, I thought it's the 44 are female college students and the rest are not college Well, there's no, there's no male college students on there, trust me. No one's going to be a sugar, a sugar son. <laughs> no, it's going to be a sugar son. Yeah, the rest are just the wealthy men looking for, for uh, sugar babies. So the men oh. are sugar daddies. Uh-huh. And I, I checked out the website. I think it was SeekingArrangement.com. They boast, they boast that there's six sugar babies to every single sugar daddy. Wow. I don't know how true that is. Did you apply? I did not apply. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. He doesn't have enough money to apply. <laughs> yeah, you, you would need a lot of money. Uh, and they're, they're saying that some girls get about $3,000 allowance from their sugar daddy for every month yeah every yeah. month every month wow, that's, that's, that's a lot <laughs> that, that oh my god that's more than we made now now listen to this though none of this is illegal they're being paid for their time it's it's yeah. just like last week we last talked about week, prostitution yeah, yeah. and uh sex isn't out of the question it's discouraged on the website but mm-hmm. it's not out of the question not out of the question now serena the the one uh the article is talking about says that she doesn't have sex with the people people have asked her but she just says no. So what she's getting paid for is going out to dates with them, going out to movies, and then they, they shower her with gifts. Yeah, cars. Maybe cars. Maybe cars. Diamonds. Uh, I don't know. Vacations. I don't know. Most of these men are actually married. Yeah. Reminds me of the Clippers, uh, former Clippers owner. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure 100%, but that's what I think about. So she says that older men are the, are, are the best uh, money bringing. Yeah, because they they're said the most lucrative. They're like uh, father figures. Yeah, supposedly. that's just <laughs> creepy, man. That's creepy. They have the uh, fatherly instinct to take care of a younger female, even though they have a <laughs> wife, right? <laughs> so, so let's look at the other perspective. Sugar son. Sugar son. Yeah, with the sugar mama. I, I, <laughs> I, I think those instances are rare compared to these ones. Don't you think yeah, so? Yeah, I think it's rare. Yeah, this is rare already. Mm-hmm. A sugar son and a sugar mama is is even more rare. So I wanted to ask you, would you get a sugar mama? No. If you, if, you, if you weren't making ends meet, would you get a sugar mama? Why or why not? No, that's too risky, man. <laughs> well, all, uh, all, she's paying you to go have dinner with her. It's like a 60-year-old woman named Ruth. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, she's paying you to push her around in her wheelchair or whatnot and have dinner with her. You know, just company. It's companionship. No, I wouldn't do it. I would rather have a date with a young lady. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a date though it's not a date she says it's not a date but it it's is just a like date, taking though. care for our grandma it's taking care of your grandma I don't know hey, now you're thinking about yeah, it hire, hire me as a butler then <laughs> no you're not gonna be called a butler you're gonna be she's your sugar mama man <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so you would do it if, it if it was a butler job if it was a job I'd do like so a caretaker is, is or something this, is, is Serena Cervantes less moral than a butler job Hard no. question, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, though. Probably not. I, I, I want to suspend judgment. Yeah. I don't want to make any big uh, statements regarding this because I don't know what she does. She says that she doesn't have sex with them, but who knows? 
Who, who knows? And, and even if you're a male butler, what if the lady says, all right, here's $100, have sex with me? Then that, that'd be illegal. That'd that, be prostitution. Yeah, that would be prostitution. Here's $100 for your companionship. No, yo, here's $100 to, uh, I don't know, watch a movie. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it either. It's just weird. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Why don't you make money in an honest way? That's not to say that prostitution or escorting is not an honest job. How about this? Is this an honest job? Is it a job? Is it, is it taxable? <laughs> it's, it's not taxable because she's getting paid in cash. Is it? But is it, it's is it an allowance? Is it allow- allowance is considered? No, this is like meeting a, meeting a friend and he's adopting you and he's giving you money, but you know, you got to hug him and stuff. Okay. It's just weird. So the crime happens when sex happens for the money. That's the bottom line. Nothing is wrong here. There's no legal issues. It's mm-hmm. just, is it immoral? Is it moral? Suspend judgment, I say. Do you see the last quote in the bottom? I help my wife get through school. I pay for the bills, take her on trips, buy her nice gifts. I guess you could say a lot of married guys are sugar daddies without them realizing it. I think you can say basically any guy who wants to impress a woman is your sugar daddy. Oh, well, that's the other point right there. Yeah. You know, I, I think Pastor Neck is the guy who created the other website. And uh, I think he met his wife on the website. No, I think it's the other guy. Is it? I'm not, I'm not sure. But but just listen to the quote. Yeah. If you're doing that, and then are you considered sugar daddy? Uh, Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we suspend our judgment. Suspend judgment. Some people we know have girlfriends and stuff, so we're not going to say anything. Right. Let's move along to the next article. In an ABC News article titled, Obama announces Attorney General Eric Holder's resignation. No, this is very recent. This is yeah, like this yesterday. Is like literally yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. The Attorney General is like the uh, the top, according to the article, the top cop of the nation. Yeah, top cop. <laughs> he's the top cop. Yeah, uh, he, he's resigning and Obama announced it in the, uh, the East Room of the White House. Yeah, this is after five years of service. Mm-hmm. The White House is saying that uh, they're going to wait until they find someone new to actually let him go. Well, yeah, he just, he just announces retirement. That's usually in public office. I think once you announce it, there's always going to be a period of time where they're looking for a replacement. So my question is, does it really matter? Because Obama doesn't have that much time. He could just wait it out. And Eric Holder wouldn't even what? step down until Obama's down. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's worried about who, who's going to be his boss next, next election. I <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. The, the next president would probably appoint a new attorney general. I don't, I don't know the actual, like, how long the attorney general stays as attorney general. I don't think there's, a, there's, there's terms with uh, attorney general. I'm not completely sure. But, um, you know, if those who don't know Eric Holder, he's the first African-American. He did a lot of things, actually. Yeah, he's the first African-American um, attorney general for the United States of America. A lot of, a lot of Republicans criticized him for not giving out information for the Operation Fast and Furious about the United States selling guns to a drug cartel in Mexico. Operation what? Fast and Furious. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. Why is it called that? Because it's fast and <laughs> it's uh so Vin Diesel's not no 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 okay, Vin, right. Vin Diesel is not in, the, <laughs> in this uh, policy. Um, supposedly uh, the gov the U.S. government was selling guns to Mexico for, for I think two drug cartels or something, and Republicans questioned uh, the Attorney General Eric Holder. Hey, where's the evidence? And you know we we wa- we want some answers. They're accusing Eric Holder of contempt, saying he he hid the information from the public. Isn't that the government's job? <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure that's the government's job, so I, I don't see any contempt for, for Eric Holder. 
what's the big news? What is this going to affect? Since he's the, he's pretty much the the legal head for. He's the top dog. Yeah, he's the top dog for American policy. Like, I think he's part of the executive branch too. Uh, well, he's an attorney, so he he uh, he 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 executes the law. Whatever the law of the land is, he he has to execute it, just like the president has to. So, with the new guy, the laws may be different. Yeah, I mean, the laws may be different, and they have their own opinions on each law. I'm I'm rooting for Ralph Nader. So. <laughs> For attorney general. Yeah, for attorney general. Since he Not can't make president, so he's going to make attorney general. Well, he's Green Party, right? I think so. So all the laws are going to be environmental issues and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know what? Nader 2016. <laughs> Nader 2016. Nader 2016. Moving along to uh, an article about ISIS again. ISIS has been in the news for uh, the entire summer. Well, it's actually yeah. autumn now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, ISIS is uh, the Islamic terrorist group, I guess, if you could say that. That doesn't mean yeah. that all Muslims are terrorists. It's not what that No, means. they're a terrorist group that happen to be Yeah, happens to, to be, be Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. This is, this is the equivalent of saying, uh, you know, there's shooters in America, so all gun owners should be dead. Yeah, or like all, all gun owners are crazy or something. Yeah, like that something statement. like that, basically. Yeah, it's basically. not true, but. So, this, well, this article is kind of weird. It details how ISIS fighters are being afraid of being killed by... The ladies. The ladies, yeah. <laughs> the ladies. They're afraid because supposedly they said that... Uh, they believe that if, if they were killed by another man, they would go to paradise and have the, the jihadist uh, promise that they would be greeted with like... 10 virgins or something Is it like 10? That? No, I thought it was 76 brown-eyed virgins. 76? Yeah. Oh, wow. In paradise, but... According to this article, is it, yeah, New York Post, um, ISIS is afraid of being killed by a woman because if they do get killed by a woman, they're not going to enter paradise. So they can kill as much as they want. They're still going to enter paradise. <laughs> yeah, is that, it's, is whack. That it? it's whack, right? That's not what the Quran says though, is it? This uh, is just their own interpretation of the Quran. Yeah, the, every teacher takes any uh, spiritual... Wait, uh, who, who, who is the, the head guy for ISIS? I don't even know. Is there a head guy or is it like legion where everyone is... is <laughs> it's, it's not one person. It's the whole group leads himself. I don't know. They probably have some uh, uh, religious teachers that taught them this radical. They have a book, but the leader based off... It's got to be... It, it's just some interpretation of the Quran. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the interpretation where you can kill people and still go to paradise. Same thing in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it says radical imams, which are teachers. Wait, wait, wait. Well, we just found the strategy to defeat... Well, if this is true. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just found the strategy to defeat ISIS. Yeah, just get... A whole troop... <laughs> uh, troops of women. Yeah. And uh, they would surrender. They, right? would, they would cower. In the story, they said uh, they, they run away. That we just found. You just, just have a female shoot one of the ISIS members in a field, let them know they got hit by a female. But they can they kill a away. female though, right? They kill anybody they All want right. to. So, so you just got to attack them from behind or something. Because they see you, they'll kill you, but they're afraid of you killing them. If you're a woman. If you're a woman. Yeah. So I guess all the men stay back. Let the woman do the killing. So this relates to our show topic this week, which mm -hmm. is uh, feminism, masculinism, and all that. Would it be moral to, to get an army full of women to, to beat ISIS. If this is true, I'm not sure how true this is. Uh, it, it looks like it's true. Well, does uh, every single member of ISIS care about going to paradise? Because their main goal is the Islamic State. It's not about going to paradise. They'll do whatever it takes to create the Islamic State. No, but maybe the idea of the Islamic State is based off paradise. 
if we create the Islamic State, then all of us will go to paradise. Well, they also believe in sacrifices. Yeah, what do you mean sacrifices? Well, why not sacrifice a few people to, to women troops if it means creating the Islamic State? They'll send like 20% of troops to go attack mm. the women or go defend. I don't know, man. Say, hey, this is hard. Yeah, I, I don't think it's 100% true. I think that's their belief. Doesn't mean they're going to follow it. I mean, if they believe that 72 brown-eyed virgins are going to be there when they die. I thought it was 76. It, no, I said 72. Oh, really. is it? Yeah. Okay. Then, then, then I think they, they have a chance of believing that a female who kills them is not going to make them go to, to paradise. Yeah, it's uh, the, the Kurdish forces in Peshmerga. They created a female force because the females in that area have been, been persecuted by ISIS. So let them fight if they want to. They defend their own, their own freedom. So in theory, ISIS is is dead if this news gets out, right? Yeah. But ISIS isn't dead. So I don't think, that's why I don't think it's 100% true. It's not. I think some some believe this. But I think for whatever cause, political cause, they, they don't care. The goal, man. The it's goal, all about the goal, goal is the Islamic kill, state. kill, take over. Yeah. Create the Islamic state. No, uh, that's more important than you, you going to paradise and getting 72 brown-eyed virgins and whatnot. They'll do whatever it takes to create that Islamic state. So, I don't know. What, what do you have to say to this? Should, should there be creation of uh, women armies and, and all that to, to defend against ISIS? Yeah, I mean, this, the Kurdish force right here in Peshmerga, they did it voluntarily. They wanted to f- fight for their own freedom. So, these women just need to carry guns and point them at ISIS members? No, no, but, right away. but if you actually listen to the, the article, the Kurdish regional foreign minister is still asking for help for, from America and stuff because they need... Tanks. And well, America's America's not going to send women over. I'm pretty <laughs> sure of that. No, no, they they need artillery. That's what they need. They don't need. And we're the highest in artillery, apparently. Is I, that still true, or is it China now? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because China, China doesn't. They're not going to put a hand in this. This is not their problem. No, it's not. Uh, China's got their own issues, just like us. <laughs> but we like to put our hands in things. So let's head a break, and when we come back, we're going to kick off the show's topic with. Just uh, gender inequality or equality. Gender inequality, equality, feminism, uh, masculinism. <laughs> well, theoretically, the two should be the exact same thing, same right? Thing. So what, what you should call it? Humanitarianism? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I, genderism? I don't know. Well, genderism is... It, it's confusing. It's okay. confusing. But idealistically, feminism and masculinism should be the exact same thing, which is promoting gender equality. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal as of late because of that Emma Watson speech. Yeah, from the, in the UN. There's a lot to say about it, so we're going to kick it off after we come back from this break. You're listening to Multiple Perspectives. Stay tuned. This episode of Multiple Perspectives is uh, once again sponsored by Audible.com, which 
has 150,000 audiobooks or something like that. More. Yeah. Maybe maybe more. Probably more. Most, most, most likely, likely more. <laughs> yeah. So my suggestion this week is um, a book that is actually referenced in one of our stories this week. It's called The End of Men and the Rise of Women by Hannah Rosen. Now, is that not a scary title? Uh, it's supposed to be a feminist <laughs> book, but if it was really feminist, why is it called The End of Men? Yeah. The End of Men, Joe. Yeah, but it says The Rise of Women, too. Yeah, that means women are taking over. Is that what it's implying? Yeah. So it's not even equal. I thought it was a feminist book. It is a feminist book, but feminism should be, right? It should be, or, it should be uh, a gender equality, the, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this is called The Rise of Women. So it's implying that women take over. Or they're rising to the equality of women. I, I don't know about that. Well, why does it say the end of men then? Okay. <laughs> well, well just, just listen to this. Men have been the dominant sex since, well, the dawn of mankind. But journalist Hannah Rosen discovered that the long-held truth is no longer true. So she's saying that men are declining. The feminine mystique is rising. What does that even mean? This book is just scary to me. It's like the new 1984. <laughs> it's probably going to be banned or something. I don't know. Oh, banned book list? Yeah. California. Yeah. My book, it's called What I Learned Losing a Million Dollars. The title kind of caught my eye. This is something that no one in our family is going to experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one we know, no one in our family is going to experience. Uh, wh- what I Learned Losing 20 Bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's about, uh, the author is Jim Paul and Brendan Moy Nihan. Uh, it's about Paul himself. He was from a small town from Northern Kentucky, and then he became governor. Then he went to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, like the Chicago version of the New York Stock Exchange. And the book is pretty much about him losing that that million. Have you, have you experienced this? No. no. <laughs> you can't relate? I can't relate. That's why the book sounds interesting. So the whole book is about him, what he learned. Well, manage your money wisely. Yeah, and bo- both of the authors talk about uh, strategies for avoiding loss tied to a simple framework of understanding, accepting, and dodging the dangers of investing, trading, and speculating. So it's, a, it's about the stock exchange, I think. Make smart choices. Yeah. Get your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash MP. So, what do you think about the Emma Watson speech and the fact that everyone's posting it on Facebook? Uh, I commend her for for just saying something, but but <laughs> I don't know. It, it is kind of what what people have been saying for a long time now. for a very long time. What, what's the difference between some you know some Jane Smith saying it and this Emma Watson saying? It? Because she's a wizard. She is she a witch? No, no, witch, no, no, right? no, no, no. She's, she's a wizard. I thought wizards were like the, the the male versions of witches, so shouldn't be shouldn't she be a witch? No. I'm not. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> no, I'm so. not. No, no. But I think those who who went to Hogwarts is, are just wizards. They're all wizards. Yeah. So so there's already a feminist issue right there <laughs> that they're called the same thing as men, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Shouldn't then the wizard should be gender neutral, right? So everyone should be a. I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know fantasy stuff. I don't know, but the the, the difference is she's <laughs> ask, a celebrity. Ask, ask your brother Jeff. He should know, right? He's in a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the difference is uh, Emma Watson is a well known speaker so, and a public figure. For example, celebrity. the uh, the speech made by Leonardo DiCaprio on climate change. He's yeah. saying the same thing everyone's been saying for a decade. Suddenly, he's got a beard and his hair tied up. Everyone cares about climate change now. I don't get it. Honestly, don't get it. 
Well, celebrities have bigger voices because even if they're saying the wrong thing, even yeah, even if they're saying the wrong thing, it's because they're more recognized. If I were to go to the UN and made the same speech, no one would give. Nobody a shit. would post the stuff on. <laughs> right. Nobody, because they don't know me. To kick it off, let's let's head to CBS News with this article from Jessica Dershowitz. Emma Watson gives powerful UN speech about gender equality. Now, everyone's seen this on Facebook. I haven't seen the entire speech. I took a glance through it, and it, it's, it's nothing special. I mean, this article quotes the, the most important parts of the speech. So she, she was recently appointed as the UN Women uh, Goodwill Ambassador earlier in the summer, and she started speaking about gender equality. And her speech was to launch the He for She campaign, which is aimed at getting men to support feminism, getting them to support the inequalities faced by women and girls around the world, which we're going to go in depth with later in the show. She talks about the, the misconceptions surrounding feminism. She says that feminist is a bad word now, you know? It's seen as a bad word. Yeah. yeah. So women are choosing not to identify as feminists. Apparently, she's among the ranks of women whose expressions are seen as too strong, too aggressive, isolating, and anti-men unattractive even. Now, if her expressions are seen as anti-men, is it really feminism? It's because she's saying she's a public figure and she speaks out. Here's what I noticed about the speech. It tried really hard to avoid those Tumblr quotes, you know? What what, what Tumblr quotes? Tumblr feminism. Have you heard of Tumblr feminism? No. It's it's basically, you know, you treat me like an equal, but you got to pull the chair out for me. You got to open the door for me and stuff like that. It's, It's male oppression. Feminism does not mean male oppression. Mm-hmm. So the, the special thing about this he for she campaign is, is they're trying to get men involved with feminism. She's saying that gender equality is a man's issue too. She's seen her father uh, being uh, valued less by society as a parent and young men who are uh, fearful of asking for help because it would make them less of a man. You know, fragile men, insecure by what constitutes as male success. She kind of reaches out to the men. Yeah, she, she is advocating for gender equality because she also talks about the view of what males should be i mean not really she kind of mentions it she doesn't really she talk mentioned it like it. yeah uh, <laughs> that she's talking in the articles so. oh you know here's a little bit about men but let's get back to women let's get back to women how come you never see men uh, making speeches about male rights because like the point that she says <laughs> men unable to ask for help for fear it would make them less of a man so if a man were to go up to the u.n the, the whole public would say, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, they would laugh at the guy. Exactly. They would laugh Wh- at the Which guy. we're going to go into later because this is trying to be the bias, the non-biased segment. Well, yeah, she's, she's making a valid point. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, she's if, making uh, a valid point. What, if, the, if she wrote this. If, if, yeah, okay. If that, if that, <laughs> what's, his, what, what's the guy's name from Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, if, if he went to the UN and, and said, said the same uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, but only for men. Yeah. And it's called the she, she for he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They okay, make right. fun of him, man. Let's, let's, let's calm down here. Let's calm, right, it's, okay. it's getting wild okay. in the okay, room. It's getting wild. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drink some water. <laughs> let's get some water in your system there. Let, let's throw, just throw out some information here. She makes this speech and everyone commends her. A lot of men. Tom Hiddleston, part of Avengers. Russell Crowe. A lot of other people. A lot of athletes, too. Mostly men. But the question then becomes, are these celebrities just supporting her to get their name out? It's just a way of self-promotion, Ooh, right? I don't know. Just man. a way of self-promotion. Wow. Where's Daniel Radcliffe sitting right now? Is it, he's, he's not saying anything about this. Yeah, he, he called her personally, man. You want to do it. You know, if they're-, they're Yeah, if they you're really in support, why not just talk to the person who made the speech? Instead of, instead of posting it on, on Twitter or right. something. It's, I mean? it's like when you give a homeless uh, man $100 bill. And post it do, on YouTube. Do you really need to post it on YouTube? No. If you really wanted to do it, why not just do it? 
But then their excuse becomes, I want to show the rest of the world what they can do. Yeah, but you cash in too by the views that you get. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, maybe we're just cynical. Maybe we are. I've been called cynical many times. (laughs) 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 So uh, let's head to Forbes with another informational article written by Megan Casterly. That's kind of informational. It's pretty biased, honestly, because Megan Casterly is a, a Forbes staff member. And if you click on our page, it says entrepreneurship by women, of women, for women. Mm-hmm. It, that's not really equal, is it? Because if it was a man, you know, John Smith, by man, for men, of men, he would get uh, flack for that. I, I, <laughs> he would get flack for that. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to try to play like a devil's advocate. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, go ahead. That's what we need. In, in uh, power, power language. Males are dominant in the world, so generally, in, in, generally, in, okay, yeah, generally, if if a man were to write a book, it'll just be called entrepreneurship, right? And society would see it as a man's book. All right. it's, it's a man, it's a book for men, okay. But then she writes a book called Entrepreneurship by a woman for women to to target females only. Nah, that's kind of sexist already, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the devil's advocate of the devil's advocate. This is okay. already getting saucy here. <laughs> But her article is saying that the geography of the gender pay, it, uh, it even varies by state. The, the gender gap, the alleged gender gap, we don't know because it's, they're so, it's so complex. The, the writer is saying that um, in states where a job is a job, there's a lot of unemployment that, that everyone who gets a job is just, it's a simple job. For example, Nevada, the, the state with a very high unemployment rate. The, the gender gap is very little. Yeah. So in states that everyone's working mostly the same job, for example, the, the blackjack dealer. Yeah. Everyone working in the casino. Everyone's working the same job. So there's, there's a slimmer pay gap, but there's still like a 5% to 7% pay gap. Yeah. She's saying that, are women supposed to feel better when someone says, oh, the pay gap's not 15%, it's only 5 to 7 No. Man. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would they feel better if they paid less money? <laughs> but- what what else is factoring in with this pay gap? It should it, it could be uh, career choices. Are men to blame if women make different career choices that equal a less pay? That's that's something that we're going to get into. But when they do compare the same job, the same college, the same major, the same boss, there's still a gap, and it's problematic because it can be as small as a you know seven to ten percent gap, but it's still a gap. That's her whole point of the article. There's still a gap if you really factor in every single thing. Like if everything matches. Yeah, every it, single it, thing matches. From the guy and the female, all their the resume, major, whatever, is all the same? Their job is the same? Well, that's still impossible to do. Well, she's saying, in the article is saying that there's still a pay gap even though that their qualifications and, and their job title and what they do is exactly the same as the male. Yeah, but then you can never factor in uh, the willingness of the employer to hire a female over a male or a male over a female. Well, so that's the one factor you can't change. Okay, but if, if they were hired already, they're working the same job. Theoretically, there's still, still, still a 7 to 10% yep. gap. So her point is, uh, people are saying, oh, it's only 7 to 10%, it's not 15. Is that supposed to make uh, women feel better? But how valid is the point that there's still a 7 to 10% gap? There are other factors at play, right? Yeah, I think so. Career choices. You mm-hmm. can't match that up. It's impossible to change something like that. The article's other main point is that uh, in, in states like Wyoming, where uh, farming is a big thing, there's a huge pay gap. What's the biggest pay gap in the nation? It's only because the, the jobs mostly appeal to men, you know, farming jobs, stuff like that. Is that, is that society's fault? For me, uh, you don't blame society when the jobs are different, but if the jobs are the same, exactly the same. If you bag the groceries, 
It should be the same. Everybody bags the groceries. Like if everybody bags the groceries. Five men, five women. Yeah. All 10 of them bagging groceries. It should be the It should same. be $5 each or, or you know, $8, well, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is, it should be the same. But if if one is uh, driving a forklift and, and- And the other one's bagging groceries. Bro- yeah. Right. There's going to be a gap because it's a Is that job. fair? I say it would be fair yeah, it's because fair. it's a different job. It's fair. You know? It's fair. It's, fair it's the same job. It's, it's a different. That, that's why I don't feel like this, this 7 to 10% gap- when they're comparing the same job is really valid because if everyone was bagging groceries, 10 people, five women, five men bagging groceries for $8 an hour each, it's the exact same thing, right? They're saying that if they compared everything exactly, there's still a gap. So are they saying that if Safeway hired five women and five men to do the same job, they're going to pay the women 50 cents less? Uh, That's what the article is saying, right? That's what it's implying, that if it's all the same. So that's why I don't think it's exactly the same. Maybe they're comparing lucky to Safeway. This is just an analogy, but... Oh, like, oh yeah, not not the same um, employer, you say? Yeah, just similar. Oh, okay. Similar jobs. So it, it can never be exactly the same unless you surveyed every single person in America, which is impossible. Yeah, but we're, you're pointing out the, the flaws of... Yeah, the, the, pos- flaw the, the possible study, flaws of the, the study. Or the, yeah. the false yeah. study or whatever this is. It's not even a study. This is just some woman looking up things online, right? <laughs> is uh, it? No, no I think there was a study. Yeah, it's, it's based on data on the census. Then you got to figure out who ran the study. Because it, 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 I'm not trying to be sexist here, but if a woman ran the study, chances are she's going to be more biased towards women, right? If a man ran the study, he'd be more biased towards men. Chances. It, hmm. it, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do, but let's move along to Elite Daily here. <laughs> An article from Elite Daily, the voice of Generation Y, titled, Why Chivalry is Dead from a Man's Perspective. Okay, what is chivalry again? Chivalry is, um, it, it's an ancient concept, I think. It's, <laughs> it's like when you're a knight and you open doors for women and stuff like that. Did they even have doors back then? <laughs> yeah, they had like, uh, I don't know, stones. Stones. Stones that cover, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Well, this article is written by John Picudo. Uh, it's written the sex section. That's section. what they call it, yeah. It's just called sex. A dating section, sex section. Yeah, well, <laughs> elite daily. This is what gets posted on Facebook by people who are into the EDM culture. You know, they call themselves Generation Y and all that stuff. So, chivalry is dead, according to him, because uh, what kind of culture do we live in now? Hit it and quit it. Hit it and quit it, hookup culture. Well, generally, 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 I don't know, 50%, 60% of people, who knows the exact numbers. But now, people don't date anymore, is his point. Yeah, that's his point. Is no, Nobody, he says... Nobody goes out on a date anymore, man. They they just they just text the girl and yeah. see if they they want to. They're, they're free tonight. Yeah, and uh, they never see him again. So he's saying that we got to bring back chivalry. It's it's it, it, people have lost their their ability to communicate because of uh, tweets, texts, mm-hmm. LOLs, and all that stuff. So no one really takes the time to get to know people anymore. And uh, he says that's why you see relationships and marriages failing at fifty percent rates. You know what's crazy. Do you know who he blames for <laughs> for why chivalry is dead? Who? He blames women. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the real problem here- Women letting article, this happen. Yeah, the, the real problem here is that according, uh, for one reason or another, women have become complacent and allowed men to get away with the adhering to the bare minimum. So the article starts off okay. You know, uh-huh. it's kind of neutral. He's saying that most men don't really do this anymore. Uh-huh. Then it says, this is a woman's fault. <laughs> <laughs> we, we no longer have to put in the effort of flowers, chocolates, dates, yeah. ETC. And if we do, we come off as stage five clingers. So he blames the woman. Well, is that true? 
It's true uh, to an extent. It, I say to it's extent, true to an extent. It's true a lot of women will think that someone who's trying to actually court you yeah. is creepy. That, yeah. That's just how society views it now. Yeah, the, the society view, uh, women's view of themselves have changed throughout time. Well, you know whose right fault now. that is, in my opinion? The what? media. Movies, TV, music. No, look at Friends. That's from the 90s, and, yeah. and they're already portraying something like this. So it's not a woman's fault. What's crazy is this guy. Okay, the article, I disagree with his last paragraph too. He says, eventually I feel that women will rise up and start asking for the things that they deserve. You know what that's going to be called? The end of men. The, yeah, the, the story. <laughs> that things used to be automatic and expected of men, like holding a door, pulling out a chair. So That's also sexist. Though. He's saying that a woman walking behind you should say to a guy, hey, can you hold the door for me? Before she enters. Is well, that what this guy's saying? Well, he's saying that yeah, women shouldn't, women should take no shit from nobody. That's what he's saying, basically. That if she's going out with a man and he doesn't open the door, she shouldn't be dating him. Which is kind of weird because should men be expected of it? I don't think so. Like, mm -hmm. I, I should open the door for a woman, right? Or anyone. I should open the door for anyone, but I shouldn't yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You shouldn't feel obligated, yeah. Like, you know how people at school, you're walking through the door. If somebody's behind me, I'm going to kind of hold it, hold it for them. I'm not, I'm not going to hold it and then bow or something <laughs> like that. I, I'm going to go in first <laughs> and hold the door behind me. Yeah, I'm not going to hold it. Oh, there, your majesty. I'm not going to go to the side and say a, a bunch of women were behind me. I'm not going to open the door and step to the side and let all of them in before I go in. And then bow. <laughs> <laughs> madam, madam. Yeah. Madam, you you got to find the balance. Yeah, it has to be a balance. Yeah. You should hold the door, but you shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, that doesn't make you less of a man. Yeah. And a woman should never ask that a door should be open for her. Because that, that just feels like entitlement. Unless she has something in her hands or something like that, like a box. <laughs> well, can you open the door for me, please? Not yeah. Open the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that goes with both genders. That goes with both genders. So let's head along to another article by Slate. This is just like a step above Ellie Daly. Listen to the language. New research shows that men feel insecure when their partners succeed, but women don't. Written by Amanda Marcotte. And it's referencing a study uh, by Julie Beck at The Atlantic that say when a guy's girlfriend or a guy's significant other succeeds, he will feel less successful. Yeah. No matter what the success is, it could be a work success, an academic success, or a social success. He'll feel worse about himself. But in the opposite, what happens? Women, women are not worried. Yeah. Apparently, it boosts how they feel when, when yeah. their boyfriend is successful or their husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, how do you explain something like this? Hunting and gathering. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how the article tries to explain it. If a woman were to catch the uh, mammoth instead of you, then, then your self-esteem would go down. Because the, your whole clan or your whole tribe is, is going to laugh at you. Yeah, or it feels like, oh, I haven't done anything. I have all these skills, but I haven't done anything. I'm supposed to provide like that, that mentality. Well, why do you think the girlfriends don't feel bad when their boyfriends succeed? This is in general. This isn't every single person that like that. I don't know. Maybe they're generally happy for, for their boyfriend to succeed. Generally. Do you think this study was skewed because the researcher was a woman? Uh, yeah, well, researchers always try to be non-biased, but that's impossible. I mean, if you're any, human, you're going to be biased. Any research might have, have some uh, flaws, but I kind of, I, I kind of see this as true, man. Have you seen it personally and within family or friends? Usually from, from my, my, my uh, experience, the, the male is usually the one doing the work. 
like outside of work. Well, here's what I don't like about the article written by Amanda Marcotte. She says in in the last paragraph that the results uh, of of men feeling uh, not as successful might also speak to the roots of some domestic abuse, as men who have the greatest need to win the relationship could be more motivated to undermine and control their partners. That's a big step of a statement to make. She's saying that because men feel less successful when their partners succeed, that's why they're going to pull a Chris Brown. Or, or uh, Ray Rice. I don't know. That, that's a big statement to make. Because that they're jealous of their woman becoming yeah, more. Yeah, so that's why they hit them. Wow. See, that, that's where she loses her credibility. That's, kind of, <laughs> that's a big jump because uh, I, I, there's probably going to be men out there who have a, a so-called more successful woman in their life and they wouldn't, they wouldn't go that far. It's all about bringing home the bacon. It's all the about bacon. bringing home the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I don't really like this lady's writing on Slate here because it's it's supposed to be referencing a study and summing it up, but her opinions just leak out. And uh, I'm not going to say her opinion's wrong, but I disagree with it because okay. she's making a huge leap assuming that this is the root cause for it. She even says the, the root of domestic abuse. It might be the reasoning for you know 2%, 3% of domestic abuse issues. But just because a man hit a woman or something like that, it could be just, it could just be anger issues. That's not to say that it's right or something, mm-hmm. but it, you can't make a blank statement and assume something like that. So I don't know. What's your sum up opinion about this? Uh, I think um, some of it's true. Males are mostly competitive and they're threatened by anybody who, who who's going to be above them. And then comes the question: What about gay couples? Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a gay couple, male couple. Are they jealous are of they, each other? Are they jealous of each other, yeah. And then a lesbian couple, are they just, happy, just happy all the time? <laughs> See, that's, how, that's how you got to compare it. Yeah. Then you would know about the, the biological gender it, mm. uh, explanations. Is it, is it learned or is it biology? Yeah, is it environmental or is it genetic? I don't think it's really that important of a study. It's not really innovative. It doesn't really make sense to keep looking at this. Because what are you going to do with the information? You're, you're gonna Does tell, it apply anywhere? Yeah, uh, what, you're going to use it in an argument at a party? That's it, right? No, no, you're going to say... You're just going to say the health disadvantages to males of, of feeling this way. Men should not feel this way. That's what the research would show. So this is something Emma Watson should have said during her speech. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. This one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But when we come back from this next break here, we're going to start talking about kind of, uh, I don't know, the disadvantages of, of, of women in society. Not exactly feminism, because I don't want to go that far to, to talk yeah. about feminism. But there are certain disadvantages of women in in society, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. You're listening to Multiple Perspectives Podcast. Dreaming 
There are two articles during this episode regarding the pay gap. First one's by Jillian Berman, which says that there is a pay gap. And the article on the other website says that there isn't. So I wanted to, to go over this article first because it mentions the other one and then we'll compare how much slander that this article might use. Because I, that's always what happens. You know, they, they don't expect you to go under our article and look at it. <laughs> you know, this article is by Jillian Berman, like I said before, coming from HuffPost. And it's saying it's a fact that women get paid less than men. Stop debating. Now, the fact checkers quickly pounced on Barack Obama for saying that women make 77 cents for every dollar a man earns. And I think that he said that in a public address, I think maybe over the summer or something like that. Yeah, it was in uh, the State of the Union. Right. People tried to debunk that by saying that it's misleading. And the other article found on Daily Beast written by Christina Huff Somers, which we're going to go over during the next segment, was titled, No, Women Don't Make Less Than Men. And here... Jillian kind of tries to debunk that debunking. She quotes Summers by saying that uh, she said, no one knows if five cents is a result of discrimination or some other subtle, hard to measure difference between male and female workers. She's referring to when you even out the factors. There's still a five cent gap instead of 77 cents. Summers is arguing that women choose lower paying work. Here, she's saying that women earn less than men any way you look at it. Any way you look at it, women earn less. Even if it's five cents, 77 cents, does it really matter how much though? Or is it just the the topic that women earn less? I think it's just the topic that women earn less. If that's true. If the five cents is really true. Is this just America, right? Or is Uh, this around the world? I'm not sure. I think they're just looking domestically. So Julian uh, lists that uh, high paying, traditionally male dominated fields like engineering and computer science tend to be a hostile place for women. For example, in the Silicon Valley, you see less women working in the engineering industry. It, whose fault is that? Is it anyone's fault? Uh, yeah, that's a hard one there. It's not, it's not the man's fault, definitely. So, some would say it's both male and female's fault for creating a... A gender-targeted job? No, not a gender-targeted job, but a, a mentality of a uh, woman shouldn't do math or something. And where does that come from? Is that from TV, movies, or what? There's just society in play. Or from our great, 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 great ancestors. She says that the path to those high-paying fields start in school, and fewer women get into computer science and engineering because of patterns of sexism. Look what she says, though. Fewer women get into computer science and engineering. She's not saying that fewer women choose it. She's saying that fewer women get into. Is that true? That's kind of weird to say. I think uh, maybe it's a fault in her writing. Yeah. She's saying fewer women get into, like you have to take an exam to get into the... So if they fail the exam, is is whose fault is it that they didn't get in? Yeah, it's it's, it's the, the individual's fault. Uh, maybe she messed up on her writing. Who knows? Like, if, who it, knows? if it was a choice, like saying like fewer women choose. choose to go into the computer right. science and engineering. Now, she quotes that there's only 0.3% of women who arrive at college intending to major in computer science, which they're referencing as a high-paying job. Now, I don't think that's anyone's fault. If you really want the high-paying job, then pick the high-paying career, right? This goes for men too. If they If they pick a job with like, I don't know, liberal arts or something like that, which is a... Uh, usually a female major, I think. The next article lists a lot on it. She also writes that fields that tend to be more attractive to women, like teaching, social work, and other caretaking professions, are usually, typically, lower paying. Does that mean that the society values these jobs less? No. If everybody was an engineer, it'd be, it'd be a weird world, man. Someone's got to do some jobs. Yeah. So shouldn't those jobs be higher paying, the jobs that no one wants to do? Like what? Being in a septic tank? Social work. Apparently, they're typically less paying. They might want to do the job even if it's less paying. 
Well, the thing is, those jobs take less time in school. Engineering might take like six years to complete mm-hmm. the whole program. Social work might take three or four years. And she quotes the end of men the book that we referenced earlier by yeah. Hannah Rosen, saying that she criticizes the 77 on the dollar stat. Is it that women are choosing lower paying professions or that our country values women's professions less? Hmm. Uh, that's, that's an essay question. Whoa. That's an essay question. That, that's the question. So a lot of women also take breaks from working because of um, lack of public policies. It says that women typically take breaks from their careers to raise children. Don't they get paid for maternal leave? Yeah, but it's only for like a limited amount of time. Yeah, apparently it's not by law either. But if you take a look at the other perspective, how come men don't get paternal leave? I, I was asking the same thing when my brother was born. Why isn't there a paternity leave? Actually, in, in France, the yeah. men have paternity, paternity leave. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, so because, oh. because in France, they believe that it takes both parents to, to raise the child raise properly. The child. Hmm. And America, if America is really gender equal or, or feminist or masculinist or whatever you want to call it, there should be maternity leave and paternity leave. But you don't see Emma Watson advocating for paternity leave, do you? I thought it's already called paternity leave. It's not common. It's not common. Like for both parents to leave the job. Yeah, maternity leave is way more common than paternity leave. Some, some new companies, maybe Google has paternity leave because they're more modern. Yahoo, eBay, Tesla. Or they have a babysitting center there. Yeah, 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 I think they do, yeah. Like they have a playground at the bottom? Yeah, yeah they do. They do wow. have a babysitting center for, for people who work and have children. Wow. I think so. Fact check uh, that. <laughs> Julian writes that even when women have and make the choice to do everything exactly the same as men, they still come out behind. I don't know about that statement, man. I, I, I kind of, because I'm, I'm not fully an expert on, on any well, side. Well, we're not a fully expert on uh, any side, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and kind of agree with that. Kind of uh, agree? Well, I would agree with it if it said, even when women have and make the choice to do everything similar to men, not exact, because you can't measure can't do it. Completely it's impossible. Exactly. Yeah, it is impossible. Because the performance and all that of, of the job is different. Uh, but. A man and a woman both work the same job in an assembly line doing the same exact job. I'll think it's true that there's a pay gap when the woman gets paid less than the man in that yeah. exact situation. Where they're just punching holes in the... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Putting the, the head on top of the Lego. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that, if they're doing exactly the same thing in the assembly line, I think you're right. So Jillian Berman Wright uh, in the article, to sum up, women make less than men. What do you think about the article? I, I don't like it that much. I don't like her writing that much. If you spend time slandering or criticizing someone else's work too much, you come off as defensive. And that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we critiquing it? I think she's critiquing it. Well, I, I think there's some slander because she doesn't list every single thing that... The, the lady said. Yeah, the lady, the, Christina the, Hoff the, Summers. Said. She's cherry picking, once again. Cherry picking things that she doesn't agree with. She's not going to say, oh yeah, she wrote this and I agree with it. Because that devalues her other arguments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to look at. Let's move along to our next article from New Republic. Never heard of this. Never heard of this. Uh, yeah, it says 100 years. Wow. Is it? 100 years of what? <laughs> Who knows, man? Well, the article is in the language section uh, called Women Get Interrupted More Even by Other Women. Written by Alice Robb. And uh, the idea that men and women use language differently is conventional wisdom. It's, it's general. You know, people in Cosmo Reddit, Glamour, Journal of Psychology, and Anthropological Linguistics. But recent research is saying that women get interrupted by men and women. 
So what they did was Adrian Hancock, a researcher at the Department of Speech and Hearing Sciences at George Washington University, and Benjamin Rubin, who is a master's student, recruited 20 males and 20 female volunteers. So what they did was they instructed them to engage in two short conversations, one with a man and one with a woman. Hancock gave the volunteers conversation partners scripts about reality television, cell phones, gender-neutral topics. <laughs> Are they gender-neutral? <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of. Well, it's hard to be. It's hard to it's be. Hard to be yeah. So what happened? Well, when they took the participants in, the way they measured this is using um, dependent clauses. What they figured out is it's not who's speaking. It's who you're talking to. So if, uh, if a guy is talking to the female, they will interrupt the female more. And if it's a female talking to another female, the one talking will interrupt the one who's listening. So over the course of each three-minute conversation, women on average interrupted men just once, but interrupted other women 2.8 times. So it's not just men interrupting women. It's women interrupting women. So yeah. like you said, it's not, it's not the speaker. It's who you're speaking to. Well, it's kind of complicated. But basically, the sum up is that Every single participant used more dependent clauses when speaking to a female conversation partner. Dependent clauses which contain a subject and a verb can't stand alone, which is, you know, when you interrupt a person. What you say when you just jump in, yeah. mid-sense. So, uh, what's the explanation for this? What is the alleged explanation? The way that women are seen as more elaborate speakers. Or yeah, they they're stereotyped. Yeah, they use, the, I guess, a bigger... Vocabulary is well, that yeah, yeah. Basically, while men get to the point, women might want to explore words. So there's something called communication accommodation, where you speak like the other person in order to facilitate the interaction or feel close to that person. The stereotype is that women speak more. Mm -hmm. So when who, uh, whoever you are, man or woman, when you speak to another woman, you're stereotyping them as someone who speaks more. So therefore, you speak more just you speak to be more. like them. Yeah. They, they compare it to the example that when you speak to someone with a southern accent. You kind of somehow just jump out with the southern. I've seen this happen. Really? Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen this happen. Uh, it, it, there are certain words that I pronounce differently than other people. You know, everyone pronounces certain words differently with an yeah, accent. Yeah. And I've spoken to some people that who who somehow just say it like me for no reason. You know, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey gets this a lot. Oh yeah, he yeah. Has, he has that accent, right? Other actors have said before that when they speak to Matthew McConaughey. Sometimes they just start talking like him, even though he doesn't really sound like that. Whoa. All right, all right, all right. You know? <laughs> all right. It just comes out like that. It's a natural thing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh -huh. It's just how your, your body works with language sometimes. Linguistics are hard. That's why there's whole majors on linguistics. <laughs> yeah, learning know? this stuff. <laughs> Let's move along to our last article of the segment here, written by Policy Mike, which is kind of I don't know not really a, a news outlet that you should trust all the time. Yeah. But it's written by Elizabeth Plank, and it's saying that 60% of girls have quit a sport because of their looks. It's pretty simple to sum up. Young girls, young women are quitting sports because they don't want to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. For example, if a woman is doing, I don't know, swimming, swimming, swimming yeah. weightlifting, gymnastics, they're going to build a slightly bigger body. Yeah. And they don't want that because TV and media and all that has told them women are supposed to be petite and thin. Yeah. This works the opposite way around, too. Men don't want to just do aerobics they want to you do don't really build mass doing aerobics. Yeah, they want to, they want to do weightlifting, yeah. Arnold. So how come she doesn't talk about that? Well, because she's talking about her own perspective as a woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. She's not just going to talk about guys. Yeah, exactly. This is about, this is about the study of women, of, of girls who dropped out. So she says of, herself uh, sports. that uh, she became a synchronized swimming coach during college and she had so many girls asking her, 
why swimming made their shoulders so wide and how fat they felt in their bathing suit that day. And some even refused to do certain exercises because they feared that their muscles would become too big. That's f***ed up. Yeah. It's f***ed up that way and it's messed up the other way around. For example, I don't want to do ballet because I want to weightlift to get bigger arms. I don't want to do mm. some girly activity like ballet. Yeah. That's messed up too. It's equally messed up, but it doesn't get talked about, does it? <laughs> no, because it's an article about the study. Well, I have, ha- well have you seen it talked about on other outlets? Oh, about males? In equipment. general, no, yeah. No, no, no you no, haven't. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. That there's no avenue for, for males to talk right. about having the same feelings. As Where's those? the CNN story about a boy who quit ballet because everyone was making fun of him? No, I haven't seen any. You know, footballers practice ballet too, right? A lot of them practice ballet to get that smooth movement to, to weave in and out of the games. Oh. Yeah, ballet, ballet, it looks graceful, but it's, you have to be it's super not easy. strong. It's not easy. You got to be flexible and super strong. Yeah. Your ankles got to be like steel though. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing. Standing on your tiptoes. Yeah, that's tough, man. Michael Jackson did it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did ballet. Yeah. <laughs> There's always the stereotypes too, man, like uh, figure skaters. Not all the male figure skaters are gay. Not all male ballet people yeah, are gay either. Yeah. Yoga, yoga. When's the last time you've seen, you go into any yoga class, it's like 90, 10. For female. Yeah, female and men. And one guy in the back. <laughs> yeah, I was in a yoga class. I, yeah. I, I saw, it was like. I was, 20, was 20 like, what? 20%? Like, yeah, something like male? that. I don't know. Well, the teacher was male. Oh, okay. So that, that kind of But yoga started in a. India. India. Yeah, India, yeah. yeah. It's, a, uh, it's an Eastern uh, practice. Eastern practice. But, but America made it into a it's, it, physical activity. Yeah. Well, a feminine physical activity. That's what America yeah. made it into, which it shouldn't be. Or Pilates or something. Hey. Pilates is like body sculpting. It's similar, but not the same. Yeah, but if a guy were to say, I'm going to go to my Pilates class. Yay! Well, <laughs> people yeah. are going to say that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A girl says, oh, I got to go uh, train uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Where are you, a boy or something? Yeah, but I think some guys are like, whoa. Some, some yeah, guys. Yeah, some guys, yeah. But the other way around, if you tell a girl, oh, I'm going to um, figure skating class. Yeah. I don't really want to date you anymore. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying that happens yeah, all the yeah. time, but it, it can happen. And uh, my point is, it, it's got to be the same the other way around. If this woman really wants to talk about this, where's the other side? I've taken classes before, communications classes, debate classes. If you don't mention the other side, then you're ignorant for intelligent people because a lot of people on Facebook will read an article that only mentions one side and they think it's the most amazing, most valid thing. But, but to, to more intelligent, educated people who know how to debate, who know how to argue, if you don't mention the other side, then you don't really know your stuff. Okay, but I don't think uh, this is like a journalist trying to do a uh, comparison. This is just a person trying to talk. Yeah, to. this is just... <laughs> <laughs> if it was a journalist, you know, that's, that's different. Okay, well... Uh, to sum up, good article. Yeah, it, good article. It mentions it. something that people should be aware of, but it doesn't mention the other side. Yeah, yeah. It okay. kind of glances over it a little bit. Well, Dove has launched a campaign to uh, speak about these issues, and it, it's to to celebrate women. They want they want to help females realize that uh, they do have a role that empowers them, and they they should have equal power. Yeah, not more power, equal power. And it's about physical activity, man. I, everyone stay healthy. Do whatever you yeah. want. Run, do something, jump up and down. Yeah. Like in elementary school, everybody plays. And then once once uh, certain age. Well, it's because, you know, your, your mind hasn't developed yet to think that it's it's you and me. Mm. It's it's us and them. Once you reach middle school or something like that, your mind starts thinking like that. Yeah. It's us and them. They're always watching us. 
and we were always watching them. <laughs> I'm not saying just men and women, just any type of social group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the world is messed up. The world is messed up, Joe. And uh, <laughs> that's why that's why we're here. <laughs> it call it, it calls for another music break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the male side, kind of, of the feminist issues and the feminist controversy or masculinist, whatever you want to call it. You're listening to Multiple Perspectives podcast. from the daily beast from the other article we were talking about the the mad woman is it a mad woman she seemed pretty mad <laughs> uh, i don't know uh, her writing just popped out and this, it was this, like punching me in the face this is the article that was critiqued called uh no woman don't <laughs> no, no no there's no exclamation point but no there, there should be women don't make less money than men now this was written before the other article it's it's from christina hoff summers and it's interesting because a woman wrote this article you know, that's how you see it yeah. as, as real research. Well, well, more valid, not real research. Yeah. It's interesting when a female is saying that she doesn't. She doesn't feel female. that there's a pay, a pay gap, you know. Yeah. So she's quoting uh, Pre- President Barack Obama, who repeated the, the statement that there is a big pay gap, you know, 77 cents. That is wrong. But what is wrong and embarrassing about the president of the United States reciting a massively discredited factoid is that. The pay gap is just the difference between average earnings of all men and women working full-time. That's, that's what it is. It's just a pay gap between stats. They're not factoring in all the other stuff. Doesn't account for differences in occupation, positions, education, job tenure, and hours worked per week. So when those are taken into consideration, the wage gap narrows to about five cents. This brings it back to uh, the article earlier from, from Forbes that saying, you know, if, if someone tells a woman, you know, it's not 23 cents, it's, it's five cents, it's just five cents. Should they feel better? I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I I would, I would but, but still, before the factors come into play, it's, it's 23 cents, 77 cents, whatever it is, there's a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm. When you narrow down, five cents. And, yeah. and you got to keep in mind, that's narrowed down. That's not completely exact. Yeah. So if you make it completely exact, what does it become? Zero cents? What if you make it completely exact and then you find out men get paid less than women? That's not going to get talked about. <laughs> you know? If, 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 a, it, if it does, people are going to say, men, stop complaining. If a woman were to become president of the United States, would she have the same <laughs> wage as... Clinton as, 2016? 
I don't know, but, uh, but I'm saying if 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 they, say for example Clinton did become president, would she have the same pay? When as, when Clinton becomes president, when, Joe? <laughs> I said if man, <laughs> if she becomes president, will she have the same pay as the previous presidents before? Well, I don't know how they they who determines the pay of the president. Does he get a check? Does he get direct deposit? <laughs> <laughs> how does that work? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a hard question, but I don't know. I, I, that's pretty hard. I've heard before it's four hundred grand for Barack Obama. Well, a month? No, a year. <laughs> okay, four hundred grand or something like that. I think a lot of presidents even took pay. Who really needs four hundred grand? Yeah, but they get paid for those book signings, man. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and all the food they eat, the, their house is paid for it. So all that is just really just disposable pocket money, you know. And but that's we're not going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. So let's consider, for example, she writes how women and men differ in their college majors. So here's a list. Stuff like petroleum engineering, pharmaceutical uh, administration, stuff like that, electrical engineering, chemical engineering, all that mostly is dominated by male, except pharmacy, 48% male. So it's yeah. kind of even more or less. But then uh, she starts listing the less lucrative majors, stuff that makes less money. Counseling psychology, 74% male, 74% female. Early childhood education, 97% female. Kindergarten teachers, Everyone that that had a kindergarten teacher usually female. Usually female, yeah. I never I never met a kindergarten teacher that was a male. Yeah, ninety seven percent, man. That's three for every ninety seven females. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Does that affect how a child grows up? That's nah, another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Social work, eighty eight percent. Drama, theater, arts, sixty percent female. Studio arts, sixty six percent female. What does this say? That women and, and men make different career choices generally. Yeah, uh, but why? That is the question. Are they, are they socialized to you? Maybe. Or, or is it just a personal choice that varies by each individual? Possibly. Much of the wage gap can be explained away by simply taking account of college majors. Now, I don't like her language in that statement. Much of the wage gap can be explained away. That, and that, that implies that it's, it's, a, it's a completely false statement that you have to debunk. Mm. And I don't know. She's, she's already biased starting off. She says that President Barack Obama is wrong. Yeah. It's hard to trust either article, you know? Where is she getting these stats? Who knows? But she ends the article with, the White House should stop using women's choices to construct a false claim about social inequality that is poisoning our gender debates. That's pretty strong language. Yeah, that's strong language. For a woman writing about how uh, there's a large pay gap between men and women. What, what do you think about Christina Huff Summers? Is she being paid to write this? Yeah, of course. She's a, she's a, <laughs> no, is she being paid to say these <laughs> things? To say these yeah. things. Ooh, I don't know, man. You gotta check her bio. Yeah. <laughs> Registered Republican? No. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe she feels that she's getting higher pay. Herself. Well, who's more valid, Christina Huff Summers or uh, Jillian Berman, the other article? Um, you know what makes uh, Christina Huff Summers more valid, in my opinion? What? If you click on her bio, it says that she's the author of The War Against Boys and Freedom Feminism, It's Surprising History and Why It Matters. So she already states herself as a feminist, but she's debunking. She's choosing to debunk Barack Obama's claim that there's a 77, 77 cent. See, so she, she's got the other view in her mind, but still it's hard. It's difficult to, Alice is like a peer reviewed article. <laughs> yeah. Well, how yeah. much would you read to figure it out? I don't know. I, I say they're both. Proceed valid. with caution. I, yeah, proceed, proceed with caution. That's a big thing for most articles online. They're both valid, but 
Christina Huff Summers is slightly more violent because her writing isn't as angry yeah. as. Well, how accurate are their statements? Uh, that's the question. Well, there's there's no citations or anything for either yeah, article. For, so that's the thing. They could be just throwing out numbers, and we could be believing them for no reason. Rolling a dice. After reading this article, how much slander do you think that Jillian Berman wrote in her article? I don't think it was really slander, but it 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 wasn't uh, constructive criticism. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't slander. It was like it is more like you're wrong, and this is what's right. Yeah, the first article is pretty much saying it's not about career choices. Right. Yeah. Even if it was uh, the same career, that there'd be a gap. This article is more about the career choices thing. That's why there's a difference. Do you think Christina Huff Summers had a better point to make? She had a more uh, refined point. That's what I think. I think she just made a different point compared to the. Well, I think it's more refined because she she had a goal to to tell us something, and she told us that. The other one was okay. just jumping around all over the place. All right. That doesn't mean that I don't think there's a pay gap. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say I still question the fact that if there is a pay gap or not. We, we should ask around work. <laughs> no, no, you, that's unethical. Well, then you're not factoring how long someone's been there, uh, how many yeah, hours yeah, they usually work, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, hard. Right, that's hard. Right. You know, Let's make our own company and hire some people. Yeah, that's when we get uh, cited and fined and then we go to jail. Because <laughs> okay. that's the U.S. economy. Uh, let's head to The Guardian for an article that says more than 40% of domestic violence victims are male, report uh, reveals. This is written by Dennis Campbell. About two in five of all victims of domestic violence are men. That's it. That's the whole point of the article, basically. Yeah. Nobody cares about this, in my opinion. Nobody cares about men being beat up. There was that video that was posted on Facebook a while ago about a uh, social experiment done. That's what they call all of those YouTube pranks now, you know, <laughs> social experiments. Yeah. So it, it, the first scenario depicted a man abusing a woman on the street. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10 scenarios, they'd be stopped, usually by another man. Yeah. When they bring in a woman who abuses a man, what was it? One, one out of 10 people stop him? Maybe even zero, who knows? A lot of people just laugh. And he's messed up. Violence on either side is jacked up. And it if, if some women say, yeah, men shouldn't beat up uh, females, but some females agree with a female beating up a male. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like they yeah. deserve the, yeah, the guy you're, deserve Yeah, you're it. independent. You can hate the guy as much as you Remember want. Remember that, that song? What song? The, that one song. Um, the country girl sang about uh, messing up somebody's Oh, truck. right. Yeah. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he cheats. Right now, he's probably slow dancing with another Probably. Uh-huh. She doesn't even know that she, <laughs> he, he really is. Yeah. But I'm going to f*** up this guy's car. Carve, carve her name in the leather seats, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But if you look at uh, Tyler Farr, is another country singer, a male country singer, who writes about the male equivalent. All he's doing is sitting on the lawn yeah. in his truck. Sit, sit, parked his car on the, on the lawn and shining his headlights into her window. That got a lot of flack online by women. Like, wh- why doesn't he just go home? But Carrie Underwood, before he cheats, gets no flack. Girls like that song too. Or... I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But let's save that for, for okay, the okay. close-up topic. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, my point, I, I, I don't want to say too much about this because if I say too much, it's like we're getting defensive, you know? But if, if a woman hits a man, the man sh- shouldn't hit back. But the woman should expect it if she expect. is a real feminist, right? Mm-hmm. Feminism should mean equal rights. Yeah. Woman hits a man. Defense. She, she should be ready for any reaction. Yeah, strike back. But that's not to say that it's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look up Bill Burr if you <laughs> want to explore the topic some more in an academic way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't have much to say about uh, domestic uh, abuse. What, what do you have to say? 
Uh, I heard a story from uh, a relative of mine whose coworker was uh, supposedly murdered by his wife. Everybody thinks he's the bad guy. Why? Because he deserved it. Yeah. Everybody thinks that he's the one who abused the, the, the and lady. And that's why she killed Yeah. And those who work with him know him as a nice dude. And they see the female as the one who, who was controlling. You know, that's what's messed up. If you die from a female, people are going to think that you deserved it. Yeah. It's just like, you know, how many times have you heard about a woman cutting off a man's penis when he was sleeping and throwing it on the freeway? Yeah, I heard it on the- And and it's funny, right? Everyone thinks it's funny. Yeah. What if there was a story about a man cutting off a woman's breast and then throwing them in the trash can? Yeah, people wouldn't think it's funny. People would get serious about that. People would get serious about that, Right, but in feminist ideologies, both stories should be messed up or both stories should be funny. (laughs) <laughs> right? both, yeah, both either be funny or both either be messed up. Uh, yeah. Let, let's head along to some, some more academic uh, news outlets. <laughs> okay. This is from goodguyswag.com. Swag is for boys, class is for men. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an article that says 21 lost gentlemen traditions that still apply today. I saw it from a person who posted it on Facebook. We got to reference the banner on top of the article. There's a man with a beard. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, Let, let's go through it. Let, okay. Let's look at some. Number one, he stands while she walks into the room. Does that mean that she should stand when he walks in the room? Wow. Good question. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Number two, he walks by her on the outside closest to the street. Does that mean that she should walk? <laughs> walk the, outside. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. These are, are it's like the other article about shivery. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, he opens the door for her. Same thing. That's the same thing. But um, I don't know, man. This is just weird. Number four, he never criticizes a homemade meal. Eh, I don't know. He pulls out her chair. There. So, should that mean she also pulls out his chair? Because it's equal, right? <laughs> Feminism is about equality? Or is it about male oppression? I don't know. He sits after she sits. Number 12, he picks up the check. <laughs> Always. Always. He carries her bags, number 11. He would never dream of hitting any woman. Okay. A gentleman finds no excuse to hit a woman no matter what. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Check him out. Check Google him out. it. Uh, on the topic of, of picking up the check, let's head to Elite Daily again for an article that says, Why Guys Should Always Pay on the First Day, written by Yasmin Joy Vegas, a woman. Yeah. We're, we're not saying that to try to be sexist or anything, but we got to see who wrote it. Mm-hmm. A dating horror story uh, broke out last month, according to her, where a, a woman and man were eating dinner and a fight broke out because he refused to pay. No, they, he refused to split the drinks. Split bill. the drinks bill. Yeah. Yeah. Is is that too much to ask that we split it? Or wasn't it she spl- she refused? Basically, something stupid happened. That's all you need okay, to know. Yeah, yeah. Because it's someone refused to split the drink bill with someone. But if eh, everyone's really feminist, masculinist. So splitting the bill should be no problem, right? Mm-hmm. So this story got her wondering, in this day and age, should a guy pay on the first date? And you know what she says? The first thing, it tests his character. See if he could provide. Is he the provider? When she is offering to pay the bill, she is testing you. Whether she's doing it subconsciously or not, she wants to know how you are going to react. Okay. <laughs> she insists on paying. What do I do now? You insist harder. <laughs> That's what the article says. And... It, she's saying, uh, if you paid for the meal already, how about the stuff after that? You know, no, if okay? you really want to compromise, you let her get a round of drinks or buy movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Number five, she doesn't offer to pay. What does this mean? Guys, your date should offer to pay for herself. I might be encouraging you to pick up the bill, but your date should not assume you're going to. Dating is a mutual exercise. She just contradicted every single thing she said. 
before that. <laughs> Dating is a mutual exercise, according to her, and the four previous statements say that the man should pick up the bill. Yeah. And heavily insist. What is this? <laughs> is this feminism? By definition, is it feminism? That, that part where she said... Uh, Dating is mutually exclusive? She told, you to, she told the other girls to bring their wallets too. Yeah, but she's also telling them not to pay. I you think know. she's saying, she I think said, she's warning them. They should insist to pay, but they shouldn't pay. So if they insist to pay and the man goes, all right, you can pay. He's not a keeper. Okay, here, here's a statement in the bottom that is completely true. Guys, I know it's confusing, but women are complicated. Of course, you don't have to pay. But if you like the girl you're going out with, this gesture will really go a long way. Here, here <laughs> listen, guys, I know it's confusing. You don't have to pay, but you got to pay. <laughs> that's, that's what it says you don't have to pay but you, you're gonna have to pay you know I'm not saying it's aliens but it's aliens <laughs> Giorgio Sucolos ancient aliens same concept ah my god man come on elite daily this is what people post on Facebook now this is what people are reading to model their lives after elite daily articles yeah it's messed up it's messed up <laughs> it is messed up if you want to pay for the first day go ahead Listen, Joe, you don't have to pay, but you got to pay. <laughs> you don't have to open the door. But open the door. But open the door. Yeah, that's not every single feminist. Mm. But a lot of stuff on, I see on the internet, you know, five ways you know that your guy is the one. <laughs> he offers to pay your meal every time. Wow. I don't know, man. I, just a generation Y is, is a weird concept. Any generation whatever is a weird concept because why should we group ourselves in a one generation? You know why it's called Generation Y? Because people are stupid. It's W-H-Y. Why? Uh, yeah. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why is anybody doing anything? So yeah. to sum up feminism and masculinism, because if we didn't really focus on masculinism, you know why? They're the same thing. They should be the same should thing, be the same. but they're not. So that's, what, that, that's the problem that we got to fix first. If feminism, if someone says masculinism and feminism and people are thinking the same thing, then you know we've succeeded. Yeah. So I, what do you think feminism at this point is right now in general? It's mostly females being under males. That's what it is, right? Being under males for feminism? Well, females no, no. thinking that they're under males. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they want to be on top. To be on top. Generally, or, or is from our personal people. experience. And then masculinism doesn't even exist at this point. Yeah, like the advocacy you know, for when males. When is Brad Pitt going to go to the UN and say, you know, men are, are thinking that they have to look like Calvin Klein models, but, but in reality, they don't and they shouldn't have to. But if they do look like them, then that's fine too. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that speech. No, I never heard that. I too. always hear, you know, women, if you're plus size, it doesn't matter. But if you're not plus size, it doesn't matter either. That's all I hear. Yeah. Feminism. So when Brad Pitt comes up and does that speech, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take a look at it. It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. So uh, what, what's your first step in solving this issue? Maybe come up with a new word to explain this. Gender, gender equality. equality. Yeah, gender equality. Gender equality. I think they want, a, they want it short so they can put it in a hashtag or something. In, in what ways do you think that males are unequal to women? Uh, like, you, you mean... Um, I would say social issues. For, for equality? Yeah. Men are unequal to women in social issues. Like what? They're always the bad guy. Oh, yeah. I know, I know what you mean, yeah. You know... Uh, news stories, if there's a domestic issue, the man is merely viewed as the bad guy. The bad guy, yeah. If, you, if the male will always be seen as the bad guy, especially with women and kids, females always viewed as the heroes of 
children and other women, but males. How many times have you seen a story about a single father? No, no. Almost no. never. Almost no. never. No, no, no. But that doesn't mean there are no single fathers out there. Yeah. And uh, I think there's been research, I'm not sure, fact check, that, that custody usually goes to the woman. Yeah. That's, that's pretty messed up too. And alimony goes to the, paying the alimony, I mean, goes to the male. That's, that's messed up. Men are unequal to women, usually in social issues. I'm saying usually, generally. Yeah. Women are unequal to men in politics, employment, and uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't say social issues for the most part. If you, if you include like the power of in politics and stuff for social uh, issues. Well, well, the new thing right now is, you know, the independent woman. Yeah. Right? So what if you are a woman and you do want to be the stay-at-home mom and be the, the primary caretaker? Are you viewed as less of an independent woman? Would feminists see that as a bad thing? Yes. The feminists that are, 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 you know, out right now. I don't know about Emma Watson because her speech was kind of gender neutral. Kind of. Mm. He for she campaign should be the same thing as she for he campaign. Yeah. As soon as uh, Emma Watson talks about the male issues, I'll, I'll take a listen. But right now, I still think uh, feminism is skewed towards male oppression. It's not really about gender equality at this point. And yeah. the, the, the feminists who are, are like that are all about male oppression are making a bad name for the real feminists uh-huh. who are for gender equality. So that, that's the thing that's messed up to you. Shut down Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut down Tumblr. Why Tumblr? Because Tumblr, Tumblr is, is probably, I don't know, the source of a lot of these, these online feminist uh, statements that are, are like, you know, uh, we're equal, but you got to open the door for me. Okay. You know, Elite Daily, a lot of that stuff gets posted to Facebook and Tumblr. Just my sum up for the episode is proceed with caution for everything you read about feminism uh-huh. <laughs> and masculinism. Uh, I think you should be aware of the gender differences, but also uh, just treat people as equally as possible. Masculinism, feminism should be the same thing. He for she, she for he. It for it. It for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you want to research more about the topic, about anything, sugar babies or anything, visit multipleperspectives.org. Just find episode six and all the links will be there. If you want to email us, contact at multipleperspectives.org. Send us your opinion. Send us your hate mail. Send us uh, <laughs> the fact that we're wrong about something, which we probably are about certain things. If you have any questions, you can call us at 512-666-4439. That is 512, the devil's numbers. <laughs> the devil's number is 4439. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow our Twitter. Uh, find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio. And uh, thanks to audible.com. That's a wrap for this week's episode of Multiple Perspectives. See you guys next week. Later. Later.